With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fennoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Laurie Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you're listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to Zombie Cast. Zombie Cast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, Zombie Cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this weekend. Welcome, zombies, to Zombie Cast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie. Episode 300. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Freeman. Oh, uh, yeah, that's me, Matt. I'm Matt. Oh, I, oh and I'm Chad. Yep. Thank you, zombies, for another demo to ZombieCast this week. 300 strong. Uh, we want to thank you no matter where you get us. I'll tell you, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. Best place is every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. E- 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern at allgames.com forward slash chat. Come over here, click the Discord link, go into that chat, listen to the show live. We love mingling with you guys live on the air. All you zombies just mingling. Uh, we do remind you guys to go to Zombie. I mean, if you want to hear Slive, you can join Slive. Get the TuneIn app on all devices. Car, stereos, uh, Amazon Echo, Google, gaming consoles, and all tech devices. It's the free version of the TuneIn app at All Games Radio. Or say Alexa, play All Games Radio. You hear our voices every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, live, no matter where you're at in the world. And we do want to remind you guys to go to zombieresearchsociety.com. We're very thankful for those guys. And we do want to thank Mr. Matt Muck, George Romero, Zombathon, Dave Marks, and all the guys over there at the Society. For having zombie cast for a long time, hundreds of episodes uh, is their official radio show over there and podcast. You can listen to the zombie cast and podcast form over there uh, of now the recording. Yeah, now podcast form. Uh, we do want to thank zombieresearchsociety.com. And while you're over on the social medias, go to Facebook and Twitter, search at zombiecast world, like and follow our pages over there as we love mingling with the zombies on the social medias. All week long. So, 300, man. Three, you know, man, a lot of shows don't make it to three, much less 30. But 300, I mean, uh, you know, it, and, you know, mm. kind of excited about it. Because whenever I started ZombieCast, you know, people told me, can you do one show and keep it entertaining about zombies and horror and stuff like that? And I think we've done and it. And for the most part, no. But every now and then. <laughs> every now and then. 150 episodes, maybe not. But for those 50, yes. Good Woo-hoo. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, we kind of bring our those, lives into it. And how much of those what? episodes, how, uh, what would be the ratio of zombie, you know, uh, content versus all the other stuff in between in all the shows? 99-1. 
<laughs> Matt's laughing. It's like, guys, I remember there's there's a show I listened to called We Ate Movies. I brought up, and they were talking about how they were watching Silver Bullet, and they said we w- we should do a podcast about werewolves. So we talk about werewolves every week, and the show will be called Werewolves and Things. And they said, yeah, the problem with a show like that is after about the third week, it'd be a lot <laughs> more things and a lot yeah. less werewolves. <laughs> well, the spirit of zombie cast has always been well, it was, it, zombie cast uh, walking on. Walking Dead, if it's on genre, if there's something new, we're just shooting the shit, man. Just what, what's new in our life? What's, what's horrifying ourselves in our life? What's what fluffy person is hidden with Ted under a bed? Yeah, um, yes. What what None terribly what terribly wrong popular pop culture opinion Sean has yes. for the day? Uh, you know, and how Matt is right about everything. I mean, that's what the show is yes. about. Yeah, it's you know what it's awesome, and I've had a lot of people, you know. You know you know, there, there's been ups and downs of zombie cast, but for the most part, it's all good times and smiles. But uh, you know, it seems like more than on more than one occasion by many listeners. You know, I've become friends with a lot of listeners. Where we we chat with those guys every week. I've uh, visited them and met them, and they've come to my house and spent the night. What? And yeah, uh, Jay Lee. You know, you're not an you're not an Airbnb zombie. Yeah, cast, Airbnb. Yeah. But well, all right. Well, Jamie Gray came from United Kingdom. To meet Freeman, uh, JW came from Ohio. So if we you're a list, if you're a listener of this show, you can just stay at Sean's house. Yeah, you can stay at my house. Oh. What's your address, Sean? Open door. Uh, it's uh, just type in Freeman Kingdom. It'll bring you right here. It's on the <laughs> maps. <laughs> but uh, but you know it's it's you know if, if people said anything, it's our chemistry. You know that you know I've been told time and time again that we could actually do a podcast on green beans, and you know what it. It would probably be entertaining to listen to. So, you know, Matt and Ted, you know, you guys just flowing. The way that we flow, man, it just seems like people dig it. No matter what we're talking about, whether it's horror or, or Canada or Russia or, or whatever. But you it's always what, a miss, good time. I miss the Jefferson years, though. I mean, that was, I mean, I think that was our, like, our peak. And after that, it went downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just I kidding. I forgot Sweet about Jefferson. Jeff- you, owe me, you owe me money, bitch. What's that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of ex-hosts, man, that have crosshairs on my back and your back, Matt. Ted, you, you're kind of scot-free, man. No, Ted's Every- got lots of enemies, don't you, Ted? Nah, none. Everybody likes me. Nah, That's hoes. I find that super hard to believe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> area codes. Uh, but but I do want to thank uh, you know All Games Radio for for having us. Uh, the network, you know, which is great. And then I do want to thank the Zum Research Society for uh, having us over there with those guys, you know, because Matt Moak was on AMC's The Talking Dead. And, you know, it really didn't get any higher than that. George Romero was the panelist uh, and, and part of the crew over there with Matt Moak and, and all those guys. So, you know, Zombie Cast is pretty doggone happy. And, a lot, and it, you know, even though we talk a lot of genres in Zombie Cast, a lot of times we had debates on, 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 New movies and old movies, and you know, is is the old stuff? It, does it automatically win because you know what? It's a classic, and you know, like for me, I've always said, Night of Living Dead, one of the worst zombies movies ever. <laughs> I've, never, I've never, I've honestly never been a fan. I, I like the, I, I love the 1990 version. I don't really care for the original version. Yeah, so so we keep it real, and even though George Mayer was a part of us, we keep it real. Jaws, the Meg. Jaws just couldn't hold up, so <laughs> it's uh, oh, you know man. we got to keep it real. So so we, we are going to talk. Last week we, I was talking to Meg. Ted wasn't here. I was hyping it up, and Matt Matt is, is kind of biased. Matt has not seen it. I've seen it. Tiger Claw has seen it, and Ted has seen it. Yeah. Well, you, well, you said you're, you're you're the friendly Canadian that's on the line, right? Well, okay. Well, okay. Here here before you guys get into your weird little tiff, back up, Ted. Back up. Why? Why does one movie have to be better than the other? From like decades apart. Why can't you just be like the Meg is a without the Meg, without Jaws, the Meg wouldn't exist. Okay. First of all. Well, my, my here's my point. Here's my point. Right. Okay. It's not that Sean is it, it, Sean is not just saying he liked the Meg. Yeah. He says the Meg is not it's, only a great movie; it is the greatest shark movie of all time. And yeah. I'm not just talking about Jaws. Every shark movie ever made, it's the best of all time. And that's that's almost more what I have a problem with. Because I'm th- sitting there thinking, I've watched The Meg, and The Meg was okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you why I didn't like it, things I didn't like about it. But I can think of 
six shark movies I have seen that were theatrically released that are better shark movies, than my opinion, than and, The Meg. And I even watched the newest shark movie over the weekend. Shark and the Nato. sharks... No, no, I, no, I didn't watch Shark and Hato. But uh, uh, it was on Netflix, a movie that Ted recommended. And I think the sharks were the worst part of the movie. And it was 47 meters down. That was a fantastic movie. Those are the most realistic sharks. The sharks were completely realistic. Yeah, they were realistic. But, <laughs> but the, the whole premise of being 47 meters down and you can't open the door to the cage and they're stuck down there, dude, that movie took my fucking breath. Ha- yeah. I mean, I mean, I felt state of panic. I have my, one of my worst fears is like being flipped upside down in a car, right? Right. And you're close enough to water where the water's gradually coming up and you slowly die. I mean, I, I think about it and I have panic attacks sometimes to where I don't even want to leave the house. It scares me that bad. But that movie, that movie, man. Yeah, that, that, they're doing a scene. That, that movie needed more play. I mean, I, I saw that. And I was like, this movie's amazing. I don't know why it, it, it got kind of crapped on, but I was like. Does it keep the concept alive for the whole movie, them yeah. being trapped in a cage? Yeah. Yeah. Because, right. well, they get out of the cage, and they have to go back to the cage. They're not just strictly stuck. But, it, I mean, it's just the – I, I, I thought it was great. Be, I don't know. What, Sharks is a small part of it, yeah. but it's it, it's really good. Yeah, and, I and, and the way – then the mask that they have on in it, you know, their, their face is dry, and you can see their makeup. So the, the way that they filmed it was really – you know, it, it was not a problem being underwater. The lenses and stuff that they used. It was it was really, really good. But it's kind of like, you know, if kind of a, this is a spoiler. All right, you, you go down, right? And you're in a shark cage, Matt. Well, the wire breaks and you drop 47 meters down. And, that, and that's what, 150 feet, say? Oh, I couldn't say. Yeah. Yeah. meters, three feet. That's about right. Uh, so, you know, they can lift the door, they can swim out, uh, they come down, uh, they get a new cable and they start pulling them up. And they're all singing and dancing. I was like, well, that movie was quick. Well, it breaks again and then falls on. <laughs> that movie was quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's about yeah, an hour and 15 yeah. in. But then it, it falls again, but then lands on the door to where they can't get out. And, they're yeah, and, one, and the girl's yeah. leg is pinned under the cage. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I thought that movie was amazing. Yeah. And I don't. It was violent. I know they're too. making a sequel about. Um, I just thought I thought that movie did being stuck at the bottom of the ocean about as well as any movie can do it. Yeah, let's get back to arguing. So, yes, so Ted, why is why why do you think what was wrong with the Meg and Sean? Your rebuttal. All right. uh, I thought the Meg for the first thirty minutes was really good. Uh, where you have hey, Sean, a, for forty five minutes, right? You have when you have Jason Statham. Uh, it starts off with him, you know, he, he, he witnesses a Megalodon destroying a submarine and then it jumps to like a a group of people living in an underwater lab and they find this area that's like the deepest area of the ocean and there's all this crazy shit down there and they go and they get attacked by something and they have to send a rescue mission to get them and they have to bring in Jason Statham. I thought that was all fantastic where I kind of stopped liking them because it was actually played very straight and it was actually really well done and well shot and the effects were good. Where I stopped liking the movie is when that part ended, when they said, okay, the Megalodon has escaped. Oh, it's already sunk three boats. Let's go get it. And they all go to the surface and they're on a boat and then it becomes just a sci-fi channel original. But I don't even think it did a sci-fi channel original as good because at no time in that movie, do they really like really do anything with the size of the Megalodon? Like, if you look at, like, Shark Attack 3 Megalodon, there's scenes where it's, like, swallowing entire boats. It's doing all this crazy shit. They don't do anything with the size of the Meg for the whole movie. It swims, yeah. through, a, it swims through, like, a crowd of people, and all it does is drag a raft around for, like, ten seconds and leave. And it's like, yeah. that's, that scene should have had the Meg just going through with its mouth open and people by the hundreds just going in its mouth. What, you know? well, one thing that, bo- that bothers me with all shark movies, and especially this one, Ted, it, it, it was terrible, is whenever you go no, to the suddenly, ocean... Suddenly hates it, Shark Matt! No, 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 no. I'm not hating it. The physics, the physics of all shark movies, and the Meg done it really, really bad, was whenever you go to the beach and people swimming in the ocean, nobody is in... in no one is swimming in 125 feet water. Oh yeah, they're always they're always, they're always a skyscraper yeah. up, and their legs kick in. I'm like, man, there is no way, yeah. no in, way. In real, People, life, in real life, you go up to about your 
your shoulders, and that's about as deep as you're willing to go. And even that, sharks can get you. But that's like going back to the beginning of Jaws. The opening scene of Jaws, which is so classic, that girl is like fucking 300 feet deep water. Like, what are you doing? Who swims exactly. out this deep? Exactly. But uh, but for nostalgia, yeah, I'll give Jaws everything it is. But for the jump factor and excitement and, and good time, man, the Meg was there for me, dude. I jumped so many times in that movie. And I thought the movie was over at least four times. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, oh, we're going down another path. And, uh, you know, because, c- you know, spoiler, you know, they, they catch the Meg and all. But, you know, that's just point of a point of a point. And what it is is, Matt, you know, th- there's a, what do you call it? Uh, not a fault line, but there's a, the deepest part of the Pacific. What is that called? I, I don't remember, but. It's a crust or a canyon. Uh, What's the name? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a there's specific a, name for it. There's a specific name for it. But the what devil's it is? Ridge, the devil's the shelf. Yeah, the, the ocean shelf. Or yeah. but but what it is is they go to the the bottom of the deepest part of the ocean, Matt. Right. Okay. And the ground is not the ground. It's almost like a gas cloud. So they keep going down, and the, the megalodons are down there. So whenever the megalodons, they, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of stuff down there. Giant, you know, and, and the spoiler. I mean, it's, the trailer like spoiled a lot. Like underwater Jurassic Park down there. Suddenly, all these giant creatures. Now, I was surprised Godzilla think, didn't rise up. Dude, we went and saw it opening weekend, so there were people cheering all through it. I mean, it was a good theatrical atmosphere for watching it. But uh, this is not like the greatest. Shark movie ever. That, that's my thing. Look, look, it it was an entertaining little movie that I God, forgot about ten minutes after I saw it, and I just think to say it's better than Jaws, which is considered by many to be one of the best movies ever made, and is a classic that holds up forty the years. Best later. movie ever made is a bit of an but, exaggeration. But, 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 but one of the, you don't think Jaws is one of the best movies. Ever. It's on every AFI list of best. It's, movies it's, ever. it's every one of the best, but Jaws two beats it when it, when they're out on the boats and stuff. All the kids are out there. See, here's the thing. Everybody says when I say Jaws, like I said to Sub Z the other day, I was like, Jaws was the highest grossing movie of all time. And he's like, bullshit. I'm like, no, Jaws, when it came out, was the highest grossing film ever released, ever at the box office. It created the summer blockbuster. It totally did. And Star Wars beat it a couple of years later. But people like like Sub Z even said like, oh, bullshit. Like, it's it's one of the top movies of all time. If you don't like it or think it's boring, fine. But I just think it's kind of dumb to say this random schlock movie I saw on a random weekend that no one remembers, it's already gone, is a better movie than something like Jaws that's a classic. I just think that's kind of silly. That'd be like me saying I went and saw uh, uh, that I went and saw the, uh, the Gerard Butler movie where he plays a crooked cop, and that was better than The Godfather 2. <laughs> just, it's, it's like... Sean, rebuttal? Uh, or you can backtrack I, and just say it's a great movie, and we'll all be happy. It, it was a great movie. Freeman Mommy was dreading seeing this movie. Did want to see it. Was actually kind of like, you know what? Y'all owe me. And she, she enjoyed it more than, than all of us. She, you know, Chloe enjoyed it. Linda did. But, I mean, we all jumped you know, for the jump factors and, and – Dude, I, I think it was—I think it was a really, really good movie. It was they didn't fun. spare no expense. It was a long movie. They—they they didn't end it short. It wasn't quick. It was—you know—forty-five minutes. We didn't get the shark, and then yeah, there was more shark in the movie because the shark was always there. The shark didn't have to creep up on you. He was there, you know. And you—you see him swimming out, and they're like, "Where's he at now?" And uh, so it wasn't like a vigilante shark like Jaws, Matt. It was more of a there. I got he a is. question. I got yep. a question. Now, Jason Statham, did he play kind of like a nuanced, tortured soul? Yeah. Uh, very dramatic, kind of like something new. Did he try something new, I guess no. is the point he's I'm getting just, He's just Jason Statham fighting a shark. Oh, no. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of other, other funny examples to, of, of, of cr- movies that came out today. That Ryan Wilson was good in it. It'd be, it'd be like saying, uh, uh, you got... Man, I saw G.I. Joe, uh, Rise of Cobra. It was a way better war movie than Platoon. Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Man, that, Apocalypse Now is boring. All that act, the, the, the shootout war scenes in G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra were way better than Apocalypse Now. It's on a boat the whole movie. 
<laughs> I am but, Sam. But, but you gotta admit, but, 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 but I'm but I'm with Matt to have Jaws at number one. Jaws two, right? Jaws two is where all the kids took all the boats out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're like, I like, don't, I like Jaws nobody 2. goes Jaws. on the water. And Jaws 2 goes out. And, and that's got that epic scene to where the blonde girl sees the kids, Sean, I think, swimming in the water. And she's like, shark. I'll be right back. You know, Hang on real quick. The most epic, hey, there's a shark scene ever. The You know, that blonde-headed hippie-looking chick. Right. But, but Jaws 2, man, I think blew away Jaws 1. And, and, if you, and if you, for this time, The Exorcist was crucial. But you can mm-hmm. set somebody down now. I set my kids down now, and they're like, "Dad, really?" But that's and but that's like, the same way. It's I think that's why the people that were there. But the Meg was fun. Yeah, but you can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't say The Exorcist is worse than like some stupid random horror movie that comes out now with better special effects and jump scares because you you can't critique films on that level because it's out of context. You're not taking in like how important they were at the time, how they started new trends. Like, right. yeah, of course, and, you know, Toy Story is going to be better than animations that came out when they, but you can't say they're better. Yeah, but I, asked for their time. But I did not down Jaws. I said, for me, you my said favorite Jaws was boring. It yeah, was. You really down Jaws. But I said, <laughs> Let's be honest. for me, my favorite shark movie, hands down, is The Meg. And, oh, that's fine. That's fine if it, if it's your, if it, see, here's my thing. It's fine if you say it's your favorite shark movie. I just think to say it is the best shark movie is all right. And Jaws, there was there was how many jump scenes were there? You got the it's head. It's not about jump scenes. It's like, but, but, I'm, but I'm talking about the horror aspect. You, you got the decapitated head under but the Sean, boat. You, that's what that, to my argument though. Like Jaws was great because no one was really doing that before. So those jump scenes mattered. The tension building up mattered. The Meg is trading off of just regular jump scares. It doesn't make it a better film. You might have enjoyed yourself more, but you're not remembering when you first saw Jaws, I'd argue. What about when the when the the toe line caught the Meg? Dad, did you jump? No, I, I'm not scared. I'm not Jason. scared of a giant, stupid-looking, computer-generated, eight-thousand-foot megalodon. It's dumb. Ted, like, you know what I? You know what I'm yeah. scared of? Those fucking barrels moving around in Jaws, where you never even see the shark, is creepier than anything in the megalodon. I give you that. That was that was cool. But then they had what? Then they have something in the mag like that, kind of a ripoff. Uh, they had a scene that was similar where the little boy comes up to his mom and says, like, "I'm gonna go swimming." Yeah, and that's what it was. Way to get eaten, then he never does. And they're they're ten feet out in the water and it's three hundred twenty five feet deep. Yeah, and there's I've never seen that many people <laughs> jam together. And see, I think what I wanted is I wanted I, I loved the first thirty minutes, and then I wanted it to turn into just a big schlock fest, and it they didn't. Do do enough. Like I, I felt like a Sci-Fi Channel original does more than the Meg did. Like Sharknado well, does more than the Meg did. The Meg never does anything interesting in this entire movie. Like there's helicopters flying around in several scenes. I wanted the Meg to jump up and just bite one. Never happens. It just swims around. They never do anything with its size at all. And they have true. this scene where they're at the beach. There's ten. You've never seen this many people in the ocean. You go here. We go. You remember in Piranha, the remake of Piranha. A few years ago, they have that scene where all the people are at the beach and the piranha show up. And it is the most unbelievable massacre bloodbath sequence where people yeah. are getting just obliterated. And that's what this movie needed. And the Meg literally just swims through this crowd of people, eats no one. And then these these, these girls and guys are dancing on a raft and the, and, the, and the anchor from the raft gets hooked on its fin and they, he drags it around a bit. And then it just leaves. And you're like, that's it. Nothing, nothing happened. I love the choice of music could... during the whole beach sequence. That, I don't the, remember the music. But that, you know, I mean, the, they, they like, played a uh, they played like an Asian version of they played an Asian version of the Hey Mickey song. What? Well, here's the thing too, oh, yeah. and like they come up and say after the megalodon escapes, they just get on, they get in their little boardroom and they go, "Where's the megalodon now?" They go, "Oh no, it just destroyed three boats," and and they never showed you destroy the boat he says they just destroyed three boats they just say it and i'm like let me see a fishing boat and then the megalodon just bra and bite the damn thing in half you never see anything happen in the whole movie Yawn. you see the aftermath of a bunch of boats destroyed but you don't see it that's true I, you know they're, they're, budget constraints. I, I, but I, I like tiger how did you think about the meg and uh, start, you, i really really enjoyed it 
I really, really enjoyed it. And the movie kind of reminds me of those uh, uh, summer popcorn movies of the 90s. That was kind of you know, like this. You know what's like another this? term I'm sick of? Uh, the term I'm most sick of is, 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 is uh, what's the word, Matt, that Ryan John- It's subverted expectations. That's oh, yeah. what I've had it with. The, the thing the thing I'm second most sick of is it's a good popcorn movie. That's an excuse for the movie is a piece of shit. The movie's yeah. a piece of shit. Well, it was a good popcorn movie. It's a the movie, the movie wasn't a piece of shit when I saw it. I, I liked it. You know, what's not to like? I All mean, right, if, 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 if you if you come movie. out of the movie well, smiling and satisfied, then it's a good movie to you. Well, I came out of the movie like eh, whatever. Uh, you have That's you true, have your expectations like, are a lot different than things. other people. For me, two two bad things about the movie. One was the depth of the people swimming, and two, there was no blood in this. So was it? What was it rated? I think they were on a rating. Strategy. Heard, I heard from interviews. Any, there was not was, much death. There was not much yeah. dark death in the movie. I heard from interviews and when they, from. When, I, and when there when there was death, it was kind of like the the loud sound, Matt, like ding. It, you uh, you uh, didn't uh, see, it. yeah, it's you know, you didn't. Where, see where is it? Yeah. Where is in Jaws? You see violently a little twelve-year-old boy torn to pieces and blood flying everywhere, and it's unbelievable. I heard from interviews that, that the okay. director originally was shooting the movie as an R-rated because they wanted to, you know, to show all the gore with the megalodon, but they they were forced to tone it down to a PG-13. Hear that, Ted? Had to tone the mag down. So maybe, so maybe the the Blu-ray will get a an unrated version or something with all those extra footage. And I'll tell you one one thing I liked. You know, Jaws obviously they they don't show the shark much, and there's times when they show it when it is just a big plastic piece of shit. But they get around about not showing it much. I do have a problem in shark movies. Something that takes me out of shark movies right away is when they look completely fake. When you see a shark. Yeah, like deep blue sea, like the, they have they have animatronic sharks in that that look amazingly real, and then suddenly they'll throw in a big CGI shark for a few shots, and it turns into Toy Story, and that's one of the things I liked in Forty Seven Meters Down. Those sharks are—I don't know if those were real sharks or what—but they look completely believable that whole movie, and that was one of the problems with the shallows. I think they use real ones, honestly. Yeah, they had to be right. And in yep. and the shallows with with uh, whatever her name is, uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife. That shark is okay, but then the last 30 minutes, it is just blatantly this big, dumb, computer-generated shark. And I, I just – it takes me out of it. I don't find it scary when it's blatantly a big, computer-generated shark. Got you, got you. Same here. Like, what, I, think, I, think, I think even an animatronic is scarier because at least that's something tangible. Yep. Do you remember going to Universal Studios Orlando and they just have that Bruce out there? Back whenever they used to have props, you know, they don't have many props at Universal anymore, but they had Bruce out there, you know, the original shark from yeah. like one and two, and then the fin that they would put on a tow line and pull yeah. uh, behind stuff. So here's the question. They, they tore down Jaws at Universal Studios. Yeah. Will we get the Meg ride? <laughs> Will we get the, you know. Did Universal make the Meg? I don't know, but they, they should get it. Maybe they should, call, maybe they should call it the Meg Fest or something. <laughs> it's stupid, yeah, but over, like I said, I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but I just again, like I just can't sit there and say, man, this is better than Jaws. Better yeah, than Jaws, man, Jaws is boring piece of shit. So you, you know, I actually, uh, and I want to talk about it after Fear, uh, one one of the cult classics that that we've talked about a lot, and I haven't seen in twenty years, and I've watched it three times this week, three times. A movie that's done something to me, but but Matt, did you get a chance to watch Fear? I didn't. I was hoping it's for fine. you. Yeah. Well, well, Fear was good. It was uh, it was the little girl Charlie. Yeah. And it was Alicia. The whole episode during the hurricane, and it was a very deep episode. It was very character building for Charlie. Uh, but it's a, I think it's a must see, Matt. You know, it it, it, it was. It was almost uh, like I don't like character building. It sounds like a bunch of conversations again. Well, well, you know, we we got zombies. One thing that's that I like about it poor. that we have not had it forever. One, one thing that's fun with zombies is when they go into a house, right? And they're out there hammering some stuff, hammering uh, the shutter shut because they they keep hitting, bam, 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 mm-hmm. and and we get the scene with the zombies, the walkers walking up the sidewalk to the house. 
and we get the, the scene that's always fun and known for zombie movies. But the zombies at the windows and, and surrounding the house, and, and you okay. know, you know, remember how it was in Thriller uh, with the zombies outside or the werewolf or whatever it was. But but you, yeah. you know, th- this is just fun. <laughs> Matt, if you get a chance, watch it. It was yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'll definitely watch it. A been, lot of uh, good, good stuff. Sean, I am the Fear's number one fan. I thought I told you this. I watched the season finale before you did. I uh, was I was on here trying to get you guys to watch it. So I'm glad you're watching it. How come Sean uh, doesn't? This is like Rick. Remember when for like years we were we all hated Rick Grimes, and then Sean loved Rick Grimes, and then we started liking Rick Grimes. So Sean started hating Rick Grimes. I've always been a shame <laughs> and then fan. and now it's like he for for four years or three years he's gone about fear, and now that people are like fear's pretty good, it's like eh. <laughs> I know he says wrong. Are you, like no. Are you doing this to create the conversation, Sean? Fear was good this week. What I was saying was it was it was it was it was filmed like the filler episodes on The Walking Dead, but it was not a filler. It was it was two people in a, in one house. The whole scene you got zombies that are stuck in trees from the the hurricane. So if you know, if you got if you got on the roof, you know, there's zombies hanging from the trees with 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 wood coming out of their chests and stuff. Ooh. But uh, you know. It, it, there's just a lot, a lot of goodness to this episode. So be sure to watch it, Matt. Uh, yeah. And, and, and we'll, we'll cover that next week. And then we will uh, talk the new episode. But one thing I wanted to talk with was something that Ted likes. I know it's one of Ted's favorite movies. Oh God. Uh, and, and I've literally watched this movie three times this week. It's done. Uh, you know, it this <laughs> about being a kid. I don't know. What? If maybe a girl I was in love with, or I, I don't know what this movie did to me. But the music from it, uh, the acting in it, Greece has not you know it's not outdated. Nymphomaniac two, Nymphomaniac two. That's it. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Not the, what, I, what I'm talking about, and, and it's on Netflix. And, and you know what? I always remembered watching the movie a bunch, but I was like, oh yeah, I remember everything about that movie. But I can't wait to hear what movie this is. I'm actually come intrigued. To, come to realize, I didn't remember I a lot about this movie. That. The bridge hanging scene. Oh, uh, shit. I know what you're talking about. A lot. And, and this movie has impacted me so much, I've been looking up, going to the city and touring the sites. This, yeah. I, I don't know what this movie has done to me this week, but it's been like a natural high in my life. Best, it's, a, the best, and it's, it's the uh, Meg of vampire movies, meaning the best vampire movie ever. The Lost Boys with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, Hell yeah. And, and you know what? We're bound to be able to get somebody from that movie here on ZombieCast to Kiefer talk Sutherland? about the scene. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Ted, Ted, you saw Kiefer, right? He was drunk, though, right? Or something. Oh, right? yeah. Y'all, y'all, want a, y'all want a celebrity story for the show real quick? Yeah, do uh, it. I don't think I've ever told this story on the show. Uh, I went to – this is a long time ago, like 15 years ago. And uh, my brother and me and my future and my future sister – future sister-in-law, who is also my future – ex-sister-in-law we're, go- yeah, we're going right. to uh uh we were in hollywood and we were staying at some um hotel in century city and it was across the street from nakatomi plaza where they filmed die hard the same building and uh this is like back you know when this is like the early 2000s when i didn't even have a cell phone at the time and my brother and his sister-in-law are like we get to the hotel. It's like ten o'clock at night, and they're like, "We're gonna go down to the bar, get some to drink." And I, you know, I don't drink, so I was like, "I'm just gonna stay up here." There's a there's a Lord of the Rings Return of the King special coming on. I want to watch because Return of the King was coming out in like two weeks, and I was gonna stay in the hotel room and watch this special because I'm a dork. Well, anyway, they walk down, and about ten minutes later, there's this banging at my door. And I open the door, and it's my brother. He and all he says, he goes, "Jack fucking Bowers in the lobby." Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Jack Bauer. And because 24 was like, it was like the third or fourth season of 24 at the time. And I was a oh, massive yeah. 24 fan. And so was my brother. And I was literally, no joke, wearing a CTU counter terrorist unit shirt by total it coincidence. Peaked. It peaked every season, right? I mean, every season was. Yeah, season five, 24. I think, was, was probably the best overall. It's but I was wearing fantastic. a counter terrorist unit shirt, coincidentally. And so I, we, we run downstairs. I grabbed a piece of paper to get him to sign it. And we run downstairs, and my brother, we get to the lobby, and my brother's like, when we walk in, look to the right, look to the right. 
So we walk in, and there sits Keeper Sutherland. He's in a full suit, and he's sitting there at a table with all these people just talking his ass off. And I go, that's fucking Kiefer Sutherland. Jesus Christ. So we sit at this table kind David. of – David. David. Yeah, oh, and my, my brother's a story about that. I'll tell you, this is a part of that too. So my brother and I are sitting there trying to decide how are we going to – we got to meet him. How are we we got to meet him. He's, this is Lost Boys. Like we watched Lost Boys a million times. We got we to gotta just sit here and stalk him until we fucking meet him. So anyway, like um, he finally – and my sister-in-law, by the way, is being all like, don't bother him. You are being obnoxious. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Which is funny because the next day we saw Celia Moon Fry, who played Punky Brewster, and she ran across the lobby to meet her. Celia Moon Fry, but yeah, we yelled yeah. at us for wanting hypocrite. to meet her. Yeah, hypocrite. Well, anyway, he finally gets up and he goes walking up to the bar, and my brother and I get up and we're like, box him in, box him in. We literally say, so we start going around opposite sides of the bar to box in Kiefer Sutherland so we can meet him. And I go one way, my brother goes the other, and I get to him first. And I say, I, and no joke, Yo, I, Kiefer. I walk up and I say, Mr. Sutherland. And he looks at me and I just, I pointed at my CTU shirt mm-hmm. and he looked at it and no joke. He goes, Oh my God, thank you so much for watching the show. <laughs> oh, we do the show for guys just like you people who love it. And he, he starts drunk. shit. Sorry, Ted, he was drunk. He, oh, he was shit faced. <laughs> he starts shaking my hand and he will not stop shaking my hand. Dude, this, goes, that's awesome, though. It goes on for five minutes. He keeps shaking it. And my brother comes up and he's like, oh my God. And I'm like, this is my brother. And he starts going on and on and on about 24 and saying, blah, 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 blah. And then um, um, my brother like, says to him, he's like, man, it's so awesome to meet you. How you doing? And Keith Sutherland says, man, I am so fucking lit. <laughs> that's what he said. So we end up talking with Kiefer Sutherland for like he, – he's almost like hanging out with us for like 20 minutes at this bar. And then he gets like a photo with us and everything. I have this great photo of us with drunk Kiefer Sutherland. I can send you guys later on, a, on the, in the private chat. And um, finally he says to me before he goes, he says, you, you're a bit, you love my show. And I go, yeah. And he says, give me your address. I'm going to send you something so fucking cool. Just give me your address. And I was like – Seriously, he said, give me your address. I never heard from him because he was shit-faced and woke up the yeah, next day and yeah. said, whose hell is this address? I don't yeah. know. So I give him my address, and then he goes – my sister-in-law like says I got to go to the bathroom. And she goes missing for like 15 fucking minutes. We don't know where the hell she is. We go to find her. We find her in the hallway having this like deep conversation with Kiefer Sutherland. Making out with, oh, I thought he was going to be making she, out. She said, she's like, I could have fucked Kiefer Sutherland. She's like, telling me that. She's like, I could have fucked him. And anyway, like, uh, we're like, what was he talking about? She's like, he was going on about how Julia Roberts broke his heart. Uh, and all this shit like that, because I told him we're getting married. And he was the dude, he was drunk, but nicest, coolest awesome, dude. Man. And I and before he left, I went over again, and he was sitting at the table, and I was like, I just wanted to say it's so nice to meet you. And he turned right and stood up. He's like, it is so awesome to meet you so much. And he shook my head again. And this this happened, uh, this was literally, you know that famous video of Kiefer Sutherland tackling the Christmas tree in the lobby? Yeah. This was like a, like a day before that happened. That might have been in the same lobby. <laughs> so I got, I got a question for you. Uh, yeah. Is he super short? Not as short as you think, because I got this picture, and uh, he's he's not that much shorter than we are. So I'll, I'll, you know, well, you're I'll find, tall, Ted. You're almost seven foot. Yeah, yeah you're pretty big. I am, I am a giant. I'll find. I'm the megalodon of men. I'll find this uh, picture. But anyway, that's my keeper Sutherland story. So I met him, and he was shit faced, but he was also as nice as you can possibly imagine. See, that's awesome, man. For an A-lister like that to to give you his time, dude, that's pretty cool, man. But I remember for a while, I kept thinking, is something from Keeper Sutherland going to show up at my house? I kept thinking, and after, you know, like about a month, you're like, eh. And my brother and I are like, my brother and I are like he woke up the next day like with a hangover and found this address in his pocket. He's like, who the fuck? <laughs> what if you got David's blood bottle? Oh, 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 that thanks for reminding me, Sean. And my brother, and then I'll shut up about it. My brother said later, he's like, the whole time we were talking to him, I was biting my tongue not to go, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, as Keeper Sutherland said, yeah. thousand times in that movie. Michael, 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 Michael. But you know, I have not seen this movie. It's been, it's been more than twenty years. I mean, but it's one of the movies where you're like, oh yeah, I saw it. I don't need to see it again. I remember everything about it. But like I said, I, I didn't remember hardly nothing about it. 
Uh, there was some quirkiness that, that I used to overlook. I remember one thing whenever I, I saw it as a kid, Ted, one thing that I didn't like and I still don't like is the Godfather. I think his, when he comes out, he's like, and you see his fans was kind of weak. Oh, oh, I the, uh, the, had a the, different actor. He was like the Infinity Car guy at the, the time, man, right? The head, the head vampire. I just, tagged yeah. I just tagged you both in the Keeper Sutherland pick on Facebook if you want to see it, by the way. Cool. It's, oh, you're, you're, I didn't send it to you. I just tagged you. Okay. But uh, uh, go ahead. This movie is is so great. The way that they film, like you know, just the way they film it is really good. It, whether it be people on like a cable car, the real ride, or the the surfer sitting in the ocean waiting mm-hmm. on the waves, just just the way that they film everything about this movie was really good, and it's yeah. still good. It's clear and, it's and awesome. in HD. It's amazing. There's a certain uh, vibe to it as well. It's just like a fun 80s movie vibe. It wasn't trying to like tell some big message or political. It was just a fun vampire movie. Yeah, yeah. A fun one. You know, it's basically that they show up. One thing that I forgot I had in it was the muscle saxophone guy. Oh, he's like the king, man. Everyone knows muscle saxophone. He got his own spinoff comic. <laughs> muscle saxophone guy. The guy, you know, he's always like shaking his hips, man. <laughs> What's that? It's almost like the meme guy. I know you've seen him where he's always shaking his hips, popping his hips while he's playing <laughs> playing the saxophone. But, but, they, but they moved to California. Their mom's broke. They moved in with their grandpa. Uh, they get to a concert. Uh, Michael, the older brother, uh, sees a girl that he falls in love with. Uh, he goes Maybe. hangs out with vampires. They make him drink blood after seeing maggots and worms. They're, they're making him see things to eat stuff. Then they're like, oh, you're going to drink blood. And he's like, yeah, right. So he drinks it and starts turning into a vampire. But, you know, it's got, you know, Corey Heyman, which his acting was was bad and everything. You know, uh, License to Drive, you know, he was always the same person and everything that he was in. Kind of the, the jittery, stuttery kid that, He does know, that laugh. He has that famous, like, the... <laughs> yeah. But, but it, uh, even the Frog, yeah, we should be able to get the other Frog brother on here. The one that, you know, Corey Heyman. Yeah, we could probably, I mean, you know, probably, we could probably get Corey Feldman on here based on how things are going for him. <laughs> Dude, I would love to have him on here. I think Stand By call, Me. He, he call us bags or something. The Lost Boys. It's but on the Lost Boys hour. Yeah. But, but this movie was really good. And everybody listens has Netflix. Everybody has Netflix now. Yeah. If not, you, can, you can find it on the $5 bin at Target and Walmart. But The Lost Boys, I'm telling you, if you That's saw the awesome movie and, and remember how good it was, go back and watch it again because you, you're going to be impressed. I, I, and like Sean, I'll tell you, we, we disagree on the Meg, but Lost Boys is my favorite vampire movie. I, went I don't to, know. Uh, Twilight. Twilight's much better. Twilight for to, me is the best vampire movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Twilight New Moon because you got more Taylor Lautner. Now. Um, oh, I, went to, I went to a screening. What was, at the this, Car- what was the Jim Carrey vampire movie? Once Bitten. That was a good one. <laughs> Once Bitten. I went to a screening at the Hollywood Forever Ever Cemetery several years ago, and we all dressed up as Lost Boys characters. Yeah. And I was dressed up as Corey Feldman, and there's pictures of that on my Facebook. You nailed it, man, on the on on that cosplay. Yeah, but it, but it was really good, you know. And, and I was sitting there, uh, you know, since I got the big iPad now, a lot of times I'll sit in the kitchen and I watch news or the Direct TV app. I went on uh, Netflix. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give us five minutes, man. I don't remember how this movie starts. And it's so good. In. And whenever he drinks the blood, they start playing the theme song. Yeah. And it's just, it's so epic. Right away, that movie, like the opening, it's one of my favorite openings to any movie where it's, it's, it gets me nostalgia, like out the ass right away. Because my brother and I, my cousins watched that movie a thousand times on beach trips, like every year and stuff back in, back in the day. And the yeah. opening, when it's flying over the ocean, you hear the, uh, Thou shall not fall. Cry, little sister. The music is it. It hits me right in the feels. It's right. Where's it at? What's it called? Cry, little sister. Cry, little sister. Yeah. And I'll fast forward it a little bit. There but, you go. But this song brought it back, man. Right here. Yeah. Yeah, see, this brings back to the '80s, man. Wait till the kids sing, man. You gotta watch it again. Like a drum. 
I've listened to this a hundred times this week. Right there. So epic. Yeah, it, I got to watch that again. Just get me in the mood to watch some. Uh, it it, it really is, and it's you know what? So it, it's 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 Goonies. It's Goonies, so le- it's Goonies so level. You know, so you know, yeah. all my kids can watch it. There's, it, it's it's good, man. I was impressed with it. And, and you know what? We always talk about our our bucket list of movies like to watch with our kids, like whether it be the uh, like Overboard and and movies like that. Overboard 2018 with Anna Ferris. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. always those movies like The Karate Kid. and But The Lost Boys should Karate definitely be Jayden on that Smith. list. Yeah. <laughs> Kung Fu Kid. But uh, everybody needs to watch this movie. I mean, it will make you reminisce. I was born in 1975. So, I, you know, I was Christ. 12, something like that. When did it come out? 80, 86 87. So I was 12, 13. You know, they, you know they made like two directed DVD. They waited like twenty years and made two directed DVD sequels. One of them is atrocious, and one of them is okay. One of them is actually not that bad. The uh, the the one called the Thirst, the third one, is actually right. okay. the 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 Tribe is terrible. The only good thing, and the, they both have Corey Feldman in them. The only good thing in the Tribe is the ending. Uh, the very ending of that movie, and I'll just spoil it for you, is. Uh, Corey Feldman is out in a park and he's sitting out there waiting for someone to show up. And he's like, he's like, come on, Sam, I know you're out there. And Corey Haim walks out of the shadows and he's a vampire. And you find uh-huh. out Corey Haim got, got turned into a vampire and he's evil. And him and Corey Feldman start running at each other to fight. And you never see what happened after that. But, doesn't, uh, that doesn't that tick you off though, that they mess with such a critical part of the canon? Well, they, for a they shitty say that, DVD movie. Yeah, they say it's that like movie. Revenge of the Nerds, man. Have you ever seen like Part Ten? Bad. <laughs> They're terrible. Well, it is kind of weird to say. Well, in the in the canon, Corey Haim got turned into a vampire eventually. So, so. Yeah. but those people don't. Pretend, hey, man, those people don't I'm telling acknowledge you, those, those <laughs> movies. Cry, little sister. Uh, it <laughs> also has Marilyn Manson version. Yeah, but but it's uh. What's the next movie I need to revisit, Ted? Because the Lost Boy, I'm telling you, it, it has done something to my soul, <laughs> like a midlife crisis or something. But I've been, I've had a smile on my face since I've done it, and I'll be riding down the road, and I'm like, I'll be playing that the the music from it, holding my phone up to my ear at work, and it, it's like, it's like a natural high, man. Wow, little thing. sister. Uh, uh, Jaws, Jaws, uh, Jaws four with uh, 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 is it yeah, Jaws the sequel for the sequel to the best shark movie ever? Jaws four with Michael Caine, you should catch. Uh, and there will be no Michael and Caine impressions. Uh, <laughs> what, about, what, about, what about Ghoulies? Have you watched Ghoulies lately? I have not watched Ghoulies. Lately. Ghoulies two is the one I used to always. Chud, watch. remember Chud? I do remember Chud. Chud had a uh, Daniel Stern and had to, it, like half the cast of uh, Home Alone was in that movie. On the reboot, I think we need to we need to add a Netflix segment to where we can go and what being we all have Netflix like and watch movies like Chud and not necessarily the new B B series movies that's always on Netflix, but the old classics. What about the VHS? Thing. What about Critters? Critters was good. I saw the first one way back. I don't remember. But but see, does, does that movie House? Yes, house with John Goodman, right? Uh, was it John Goodman? It's like where the house turns evil and tries to eat the people. Yeah, right? yeah. So you know what thing is? I watched. I, I, I never. I was That's always a fan of the weird sequels. Like, like I didn't watch House. I watched House Two. I didn't watch Ghoulies. I watched Ghoulies Two. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Wasn't it what like is, a Green Skull or something? That was in the second one, the Crystal Skull with the Cowboys. That so was, as, was, as a kid, I loved House, but I I couldn't distinguish House from that one with Tom Hanks, that comedy where they move in and fix the, the house. The Burbs, bro. No, not the Burbs. Like there's one where he moves oh. into like a really bad house and they have to fix it. The Money Pit. The Money Pit. So every time I'd be like, "Can you get the one about the house?" My parents would rent the Money Pit, and I'd be <laughs> like, "This doesn't remind me of the horror movie that I remember." And I'd be like, "I must have remembered it differently." And George so I'd always Wayne. go back and forth. What's that? It was George Went in it. I was thinking that 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 uh, who did I say? The guy from John Roseanne. Goodman. John Goodman. Good. What, what movie was he uh, 
spraying for bugs or something. Arachnophobia. Okay. okay, so he was in arachnophobia. This is this is the guy from Cheers, George yeah, yeah. Uh, Went. And, and, uh, and in House it. Two had Cliff in it, so it's kind of weird. He, uh, John Ratzenberger was in House Two. I don't know if that was deliberate, but hey, I got a John Ratzenberg story. Let's hear yeah. it. I gotta go you into this, though, my friend. But, yeah. Was he right, drunk right, in right. a lobby at a hotel during nope, Christmas? No, nope. there's a there's a there's a five star hotel which a lot of people stay at whenever uh, whenever they come into town and play our Coliseum. Like like Andrew's driving by there one day and saw Buck Cherry and Kid Rock out there hanging out, getting off their bus, going in this hotel. But they. Place Andrews used to work, they always had their Christmas party there, right? Mm-hmm. So we went there, and it's called the O'Henry Hotel. Kind of set up like old school. You know, you go in, there's candles and stuff. But it's real ritzy. I mean, it's a $1,000-a-night hotel. Uh, but the night that we went to her Christmas party, there was a bus in the parking lot, Made in America. And, uh, you know, they were filming here, Thomas School Buses. Is, is built, all the school buses in the United States is built right here where I live. Uh, Thomas built buses and he was here filming uh, made in America at Thomas built buses, but he was staying in that hotel and he was sitting at the bar whenever we were there. We didn't bother him or nothing, but I was thinking all the Pixar movie. Yeah, he's in every Pixar movie. Yep. Uh, but, but the big bus was out there. The, I don't know if you guys ever watched this show. It's kind of like how it's made, but it was called made in America with John Ratzenberg. But, uh, but the bus was out there, the big famous bus that they always had on the show and stuff. But uh, that was my John uh, Ratzenberg story. The only Made in America I care about is the one with Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. <laughs> cheers, man. Another cheers. Yeah, it's all comes back. Everything comes back to cheers. It does. Ratzenberg. All of them. Every time I hear the doors, uh, People Are Strange, I think of that movie. People are strange. People are strange. When yeah, you're I, a stranger. I, I, you know, I'm going to watch it again this week with the family, man. Yep, it, it was good, man. The, 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 they call it the coffin, the coffin where the vampires were. You know, it's like it's I, an, I it's, uh, it's, it was on that soundstage. It was cool because they had Jim Morrison there. Uh, I bet we could get Michael on here, man. I was looking him up this week, and <laughs> he hasn't Patterson? done too much. Yeah, he, uh, last thing he was in was uh, he was in that Wayward Pines season two that no one watched. And his acting was so good. The way his eye movement. Yeah, the way he would move his eyes, like when he was drinking uh, the blood and stuff. But yep. I liked it. It was really good. Uh, we do want to thank everybody. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, end this show. It's kind of a power hour for us. Uh, 300 episodes, guys. Cheers to 300 more. We want to thank everybody that's ever downloaded us, left us a review, gave us support in any way. All the people that uh, – the guests that we've had here on ZombieCast, we've had uh, – actually, the, the crew from uh, – Anything from Bam Morgera's show to The Walking Dead to, you know, video games to all over. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have spoken to the zombie cast mic, whether it be for a bumper or an interview. But uh, you know what? We've been pretty blessed. And uh, you know what? Cheers to 300 more. Matt, Ted, I love you guys. And you know what? Without you guys, uh, it, it, it would be nothing, man. Our chemistry is unbeatable. The way that we flow, the way we pop jokes. And we always pick each other up. You know, Matt could say a line and you know what me or ted will pick him up or ted could say a line and me and matt will pick him up but uh it just seems like we click man and I, and you know what i love some zombie cast yeah and sorry i'm more prepared i literally had no idea it was a 300 300th show until yeah. 40 45 or two hours ago when i saw it on twitter <laughs> i was like oh really <laughs> But we have a reboot coming up in like six weeks to where you know, yeah, we're actually going to try to do a format and let's aim for be better places. Of, and first show of October, we'll have it something. Yeah, it'll be something. Dead. We don't know what yet, but it'll be something. Maybe it's somebody from the Lost Boys. I'm, I'm going to get on it. You know what? I, I, I still have a mission to have a Michael Jackson zombie on from Thriller to talk the experience, learning the dance with Michael Jackson and somebody from the Lost Boys. So I. I'm going to try to land one of those. I'm trying to think of who you could get. I mean, you have those guys that played the other vampire. Like, Alex Winter is, is pretty well known, but the other two guys never did anything else. The guy with the long, well, the guy with the long black hair was in, an, was in one of the most famous episodes of Tales from the Crypt. You know, there were the four main vampires. One of them had long black hair, and he's the one who, he was the death by stereo guy that, that uh, they shot with the bow and arrow, and he fell in the stereo and exploded. Yeah. He was in one of the most famous episodes of Tales from the Crypt. So at least I have seen him in something else. Yeah, but, but you know, one thing about the Lost Boys is they, they they made the bad guys cool. Like you're like, man, you know what? I'd probably drink the blood too, man, to hang out with these guys. Yeah, you know, they they were likable. 
Yeah. The bad guys were likable. You, you know what? The blonde-headed guy, the the two no-namers, you know what? I mean, they had the looks. They, they had the style. You know what? And I don't know, man. The Lost Boys are always check it out. Was, uh, Alex Winter was Bill from Bill, Bill Ted, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the craziest. I think he's got the craziest mullet I've ever seen. It's like it's a like wave, a, hard it's press. Like curl, it's like curly. curly it's, yeah. It's a perm mullet. A perm mullet, yeah. But uh, we're going to work on that. Uh, but thanks, guys, for uh, supporting us for, God, seven, eight years, 300 episodes. And uh, cheers to the bad and cheers to the good. Uh, we will carry on. ZombieCast, for all the new listeners, we are uh, – we're a year-round show, so whenever fear ends and in between that and The Walking Dead, we still do shows uh, in the off-seasons. But, Ted, where can people find you? Uh, Ted again on everything. And uh, another Ted again scary game thingy is coming up, coming up pretty soon So on the VGO app. So keep an ear out for that. Talking about Christmas and Condemned Criminal Origins. Nice. Matt, I think he left. He Did doesn't. He, he doesn't care about the love, man. He He's just still fucked. online. Oh, is he? He just left, man. He doesn't. Care Christmas about the and love. condemned. Hmm, that must have been some hell of a Christmas. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 see, Matt didn't leave. Oh my God! I've been talking for the past ten minutes, and like these jerks aren't playing off of anything I'm saying. You were muted. Oh, this sucks. Can I back up a bit to some of my? Yeah. Did you uh, did, were yes. you muted during your Do- your Dominic Santiago episode of your show? Oh, thank God! Uh, yeah, I want to I want to call out to that. Uh, I was saying I saw that picture. I know why uh, Jack Bauer was uh, talking to your sister, Ted. Wow! Let, oh, let me see this picture. Let me see. Um, you can find me at Matt McFly M A T T O M C F O Y on Video Game Outsiders. And also on the Voices of Gaming with Matt, uh, I, I, Ted, thank you so much, got me uh, a hookup with Carlos Ferro, who plays Dominique Santiago on uh, Gears of War. I brought in my buddy Gabe to uh, tag team that one. and it's, I understand uh, Gabe likes Gears of War. Just a little bit. Uh, I was like, Gabe, do you have you heard of this game? He's like, a little bit. So I brought him on. <laughs> but you know what? Gabe was a perfect fit because uh, he was talking about how he plays with his son, talks storyline, and Carlos was so... Just happy to hear that, like people are enjoying his stuff, and he. We talked for an hour. This is the longest episode yet, and uh, some really good stuff came out of the interview. So check for that. That's going to come out probably next week. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to overshadow you, Ted. So I'll wait till yours is released, and then no, uh, yeah, mine's mine. Whatever. Just put, no. I actually really want to hear it. I'm actually excited to hear it, and because uh, I've I've met him in person a couple times, but it's weird. Like I'm friends with him on Facebook. I've seen him in person like three times in eight years. Yeah, you know, I never see him, but like I went to a, a Stanley Comic Con like a year ago, and he was sitting there, and I saw him, and I walked up, and he immediately was like, "Hey, bro, what's up?" Yeah, he's like, so he just, he just so knows, nice. He just, I was like, it's almost jarring. Like, wow, he knows he knows me. Like, I hadn't seen him in person in five years, yeah. but he immediately was like, "What's going on?" And he talked my ear off for for fifteen minutes. Like we awesome. talked, we were talking about Gears of War four, and he was talking about the opening. Like, yeah, man, we they snuck me in the beginning of that game. I died in the third game, but they snuck me in the beginning of the fourth game, and just on and on and on. No, it's uh, yeah, that's exactly him, right? You just give him like a one question, he he goes off, not in a bad way, and he's also doing like a lot of his catchphrases for Gabe, and I could hear Gabe just like shuddering on the other end. And well, he was, was he? So. Oh, did he actually do Dominic Santiago lines? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the line that we always, uh, Sub-Z and I always laugh, and I actually said to him, I was like, can you say this line? And he did it, is when Maria in the second game walks out and he goes, I don't know what to do, Marcus. I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> he says it all <laughs> dramatic, and he actually said it for me. And I was like, ha-ha. Awesome. He did a stinger. Nice. I got him to say the uh, stinger for my show, so I'm going to definitely play that. Uh, yeah, that's me. And uh, No Sleep Podcast. Get him on up. here one night since he's in. Gears of War is technically a horror game. It's horror action. Just get him in anyways. Uh, yeah. No, no, but I'm in a No Sleep Podcast episode this week, so check it out. Nice, nice. Uh, and also, Guinness Book of World Records, I saw uh, I saw the regular book. It said that your book is being released uh, also, Matt. Soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. Guinness Book of World Records Games Edition, which is in all targets and Walmart. So look it up, see Matt's picture in the back, and see ZombieCast. And the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> right? Yeah. Pretty so, much. So you can find me on Twitter.com slash FreemanDaddy5. My Xbox One gamer tag is FreemanDaddy7. And follow me on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash DJ FreemanDaddy. I love DJing, playing music, doing events. And I post a lot of stuff over there of me doing it. Or, uh, add me on Facebook, Sean Freeman. S-H-A-W-N. 
F-R-E-E-M-A-N. The guy with the blue zombie cast shirt. That's me. Whoop, 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 whoop. But on behalf of the Mighty Old Games Radio Network, I do want to thank Mr. Tiger Claw, Tedic, and Madam McFly, and myself, Freeman Daddy 5. We've got episode 300 of Zombie Cast. It's total. Bye, y'all. Hey, fuckers. Right. Bye. <laughs> It is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.